Hi, everybody. Today, I'm going to tell you about some manifestation techniques that you might not have heard of before. So manifestation is a big topic these days. People offer all different kinds of techniques and tools to help people manifest. And I'm going to talk about a few of those key concepts here that you probably either already know or have heard before. One is you have to have an intention or a goal. A lot of times people will have things like they want a soulmate, a better job, they want abundance and one or all things in life. And those are really common intentions that people work with when trying to manifest. When you're trying to manifest, you need to believe that it has already happened for you. You talk about it in the present tense and not the future tense, because if you talk about it in the future tense, you're manifesting it in the future. And the future will always be the future. It will never be the now. So you need to talk about your intentions, your manifestation in terms of the now. And you need to firmly and with all of your heart believe that what you want already exists out there in the universe and it's on its way to you. Another common thing people do is talk, write, think, meditate, imagine about your intention as though you already have what you want, you script it out, you feel that you already have it inside of your body. You do a lot of work on writing it out and putting it in black and white and putting it in more than one different form so that you can be heard. You have to put your intention out there to the universe. You tell the universe, the divine God, whomever, yourself, what your intention is. And then you set your intention out there by speaking it aloud or writing it down or whatever it might be. And then you let the universe create it. You have to help it, of course, but you let it go to the universe once you've set your intention. Another common thing is to be thankful, to be thankful what you have in this moment, to be thankful what you might receive, to be thankful if you receive nothing at all. The gratitude is very big when setting intention. Another thing about manifesting that I think people think is frustrating is that manifestation takes time. I recently achieved a lifelong dream of becoming a writer. I had always wanted to be a writer ever since I was a child, but because I'm dyslexic, I thought, well, you can't be a writer. You can't spell or put words together. And half the time you can't even read. So. You can't be a writer. And I let all those self-defeating ideas that I held inside myself stop me from this dream until about three years ago, I started really seriously trying to manifest that dream. And last week, I got a publishing contract to write a book about suicide awareness, which is something I'm really passionate about and I'm really, really excited. And that was a long time in the making because I had to overcome a lot of fear I had around what I wanted to meditate, manifest. I meditated on it too, but what I wanted to manifest. I had to really get over all that fear I had created around it. You have to be open to receiving your manifestation, even if it isn't exactly what you're looking for. I got a very good piece of advice from somebody about manifesting and it, the metaphor is about writing, which was interesting, but the person was saying, you can get stuck thinking, I wanna be a novelist, I wanna be a writer, and not ever acknowledge the fact that you're really great at writing short stories but you never pursue that. You could be a writer writing short stories and that's how your career could start. But because you're so fixated on writing a novel, you never achieve the dream because you can't broaden the dream to look at the other aspects. You might wanna be a writer who writes horror novels, but your best writing is short stories and articles with dark themes. And if you don't explore what you're good at there, you can't use that as a tool to become what you want eventually. Or perhaps writing the short stories was much more fun than 
you first thought and lucrative and positive for you than it would be had you had to sit at a desk and write a 300-page novel. So let it become. Those are all great things, all great concepts, all things I've used to manifest what I've wanted to manifest in life. And I'm going to now offer you two other tools that I use a lot that I don't think are talked about very well. One of them is to tap into your intuition and ask yourself, is this truly part of my journey or just a thing I want to make life easy because everybody else wants it, because certain people are keep telling me this is what I should want, because this is how society is, or is it something you truly want inside of your heart? You have to let your intuition lead you to what it is because I'll talk about it a little bit later, you'll end up putting roadblocks in the way of your intention if it's not something you really want. And it'll be harder to make that happen. The other thing is daydreaming. Use daydreaming as a tool to help you define, outline, and imagine what accomplishing the goal or meeting the intention would be like. And a simple little caveat to that is you can easily manifest what you do not want. It's pretty easy There's a lot of people around you who have manifested a lot of things they don't want. And that has a lot to do with the two points I just mentioned above, daydreaming and intention. Recently, I was talking to somebody who told me the only daydreams they have are the ones where they replay bad scenarios in their head. Like if a problem at work happens, they will fixate it on it and daydream about this worst case scenario. Or if they have a problem in their relationship, They'll start just fixating on arguing and all the arguments that happened in the past and old fights, and they'll recreate them in their mind. I do not consider these daydreams as my friend referred them to, but more of a self-sabotaging technique. This is something we do to confirm our own inadequacies to ourselves. They're inadequacies that we have defined, not that society has defined. We have just decided we have these deficiencies and we fixate on them. It is part of negative affirming. You are supporting a deep belief that you have about yourself that you aren't worthy in some way, shape, or form. And you use this to confirm those negative beliefs that you're dumb or unlovable or incapable or whatever it is. You latch on to these things and replay them in your mind over and over, in a sense, in a daydream, because you're reaffirming these things to yourself And in doing that, you are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy where you are manifesting them to happen to you again and again and again because you're using manifestation techniques to make them happen. This type of self-sabotage is only present because you've allowed self-doubt and self-hatred to creep into the deep spaces of your conscious mind. And you're, you're not alone. We all do this. We all do this. We are all, at times, our worst critics. And we use our beliefs that we are inadequate in some way to grow by feeding them with these self-sabotaging acts. This doesn't mean that you discount behavior where you feel like your intuition is telling you uh, that was not good what you just did or things that you aren't proud of. That is something different. If you actually do something that makes you feel gross inside or that your intuition tells you you did something wrong here or you need to make this right or you hurt somebody's feelings that's different and you should reflect on that and then go fix it that's a different thing i'm talking about you're out in the world and you're actually looking for things that you can point to and say yep yep see see i'm not good at my job see i'm not smart whatever it might be and then you play it in your mind over and over until it becomes a truth for you negative thoughts should not be the only thing you cultivate in the garden of your mind. 
you must cultivate love and joy too. Self-reflect when your intuition tells you that you are doing something wrong or are damaging, but don't go around analyzing everything you do through the dismal gray lens of self-hatred. Because if you do that, you will start manifesting those things in your life. For example, have you ever started fixating on a relationship that is having a few bumps and you end up breaking up or never talking to the person again simply because you fixated on it and it became the truth to you and then the relationship broke apart or you left the job or you became extremely unhappy or you lost money, whatever it might be. The doubt you had in your mind put the intention out in the universe and that's exactly what you got. One thing is for sure, imagining and dwelling on something negative in your life amplifies it. In a sense, you are manifesting the worst by dwelling on it. And a lot of times we spend more time dwelling on negative things than we do on positive things. And I get it. You have to play out negative scenarios sometimes to figure out how you might deal with them. But you need to then shift and have positive daydreams about what intentions you want to manifest or else what you think about becomes what you are. Have you ever known um, an older person who's like kind of crabby and people might call them ornery and they're pretty negative most of the time? That's because they have spent a lifetime cultivating a negative outlook using negative daydreams, self-sabotaging daydreams to make those things the reality in their life. I'm sure when they were children, they weren't so negative with the world. But over time, something happened and they just started going down that road. And, and the majority of things they think about are in that space of someone's out to get them or it's negative in some way or another. It's really easy to slip into that, especially if you've had a string of bad luck or a trauma or a, an event just crushed you and things like that. But you have to work on switching into a more positive outlook or positive balance about things. And that manifesting a negative life can happen so gradually, you won't even see it coming. So it's really easy to cultivate joy and love through daydreaming. That's the good part. If you've been spending some time in that negative space, know that it's really easy to use daydreams to cultivate positive love and joy and positive things that can happen to you in your life. Once you start cultivating what you want in your mind through daydreaming, you will start to see more of it in the real world. The energy of positive thinking will attract positive outcomes. So positive daydreams are really, really important. If nothing else, it is allowing yourself to see all the other facets of life and to take a break from the things that are getting you down. Let me just outline a few things that positive daydreaming does in your day-to-day -day life outside of a specific manifestation you have. And if you can do that, these things become part of your world, you'll manifest them easily without much effort. Positive daydreaming helps you tap into your creative self. Do you want to be more creative? Positive daydreaming is for you. Positive daydreaming is a reprieve from the demanding world. It allows you to escape all those demands that you have in the world, if only for a minute or so. Positive daydreaming helps with burnout and stagnation because you're allowed to think about possibilities and alternatives that exist out there. You're not just stuck in the same rut doing the same thing. Positive daydreams helps you to create a plan to better formalize a goal. You can play it out in your mind, role play it as it were. Helps you to cultivate positive outlook on life. Helps you to balance out the challenges you have in your life. If you 
have this rich daydreaming life where things are positive. It really helps balance it out, especially when you're going through something that's really hard or challenging. It helps you enjoy life and all of the little things in life. It gives your brain a rest from the logistics that you're dealing with in daily life. It's a great way to tap into your internal self and to think about things from a different perspective, a deeper self perspective, not just a reactionary perspective. Positive daydreaming is fun when you have a moment to dream a dream that you can completely control, which is so different from sleeping dreams, which the outcome is whatever it's going to be. But in a daydream, you can control the outcome. A positive daydream helps you to work out things in your life, or maybe even how you feel or what the next step is helps you remain in line with what is your true nature. Doing a lot of daydreaming, you will easily find that uh, you have a better sense of who you are and what you want to do in life because you've made that moment to check in with yourself in a creative way. How do you start daydreaming in a positive manner? A lot of people only know negative daydreaming, as I said. I will create an accompanying directed daydream meditation for you to go with this podcast and release it at the same time. If you watch me on YouTube, I'll put a link at the end of the video. But here is a quick and dirty technique for learning how to positively daydream. Start with thinking of a positive memory or an idea that you would like to cultivate. Find a place where you have a few interrupted minutes. It could even be a minute. They don't take long. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths just to settle in and then concentrate on your positive memory or positive idea. Imagine the scenario that matches what you want to cultivate. Where are you? What does it smell like? Who's with you? Let the laughter of the conversation flow freely and feel yourself enjoying it. Really get into it. Imagine yourself in the memory or the idea and that everything is having the best case scenario outcome. How do you feel about that? You probably have a lot of very positive emotions. Imagine that you're smiling and what that's like. Really relish that you're smiling. Think about it in almost like slow-mo. Look at your smile at every angle of your face and really notice the happiness radiating from you. Look how great it is. Feel what it's like to smile like that just in a way that you can't stop smiling because everything's going so well. I like to imagine a golden light glowing out of me and reaching far out into the universe and the golden light being happiness, joy, or love, or a couple of those or all of those, just a golden light of the most wonderful feelings radiating out of me as far as I can see. When you're ready to leave the dream, leave it in a good place. And when you close the daydream, smile at yourself and live into those positive feelings for a moment. So take a second or two. Really, that's all you need when you close out your daydream to just smile and feel those feelings for a second before you go back out into the world. Because the world can take away those feelings so quickly. And if you don't just seal them into you for a second, you might lose it. Then go out and try to recreate a little bit of it every day, a little bit of what you've imagined. Work with your daydream each day, either by retelling yourself the same scenario or building on what you could do next. Maybe you want to daydream about how you got to that good place and all the steps that happened. What did you do to achieve the dream? Put it together like a really detailed fairy tale about yourself. Once you are used to positive daydreams, you can use this as a tool to manifest goals and intentions. Daydream about the outcome that you're hoping for. Be detailed and specific. 
journal, write, talk about it with yourself and others. Remember to really live into the emotions you feel on the daydream as you achieve what you want. Let those feelings linger inside you after you close your daydream. Sometimes in daydreaming, you will find that the manifestation you originally wanted was warped a little into something that better suits you because when you daydream, you allow your inner consciousness to collaborate with your outer self. New ideas and outcomes can come up or shift in positive ways that you hadn't thought of before. Allow this collaboration to take place. Don't be rigid in the daydream, but allow it to unfold positively. Big dreams are great. So this final thing on daydreaming, dream big. You are infinite potential. Let me say that again. You are infinite potential. So once in a while, have infinite potential dreams. Just go wild and see where your inner self guides you. It's pretty amazing where you end up. Speaking of collaborating with your inner self, that brings me to the other concept I mentioned. Tapping into your intuition to check on your manifestation. Is this really what you want or just what something else, someone else wants? You will have a hard time manifesting things that you can't wholeheartedly get behind, as I kind of alluded to earlier. You may be able to achieve them, but obstacles will appear, mostly because you are creating the obstacles yourself. It isn't your dream. It's the dream that someone else had for you, or maybe it's a dream you think you're supposed to have because of societal pressure, or maybe it's the dream your parents have for you, or your partner, or siblings, or a friend group. Or again, as I said, you might just feel like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, so therefore I should do it. But your heart's not really in it. When you try to manifest things for yourself that aren't true to your inner being, it can be very hard. You might even start sabotaging yourself in some ways. Like if you feel the pressure to get married, but you really don't care about me being married, you may have relationship problems because in some way, you don't want to manifest that for yourself. So you make people believe that you're trying to do that, but really subconsciously, maybe you're not. There's a fine line here between manifesting things for yourself, manifesting things for other folks and being guided by a wise person's advice. Finding balance between hearing words of wisdom and good advice, and then incorporating into your goals and journey versus conforming even though it sounds like it would be easy, a lot of times when people give you advice, they want you to follow it perfectly. And really, advice can be picked apart and used and applied to different things throughout a person's life. And you don't want to end up manifesting things that aren't really meant for you. That will become really challenging and frustrating. And if you achieve it, you won't want it. I mean, let's face it, there are things in life that you don't want to do, but you have to do in order to reach your goal. And that's different. Like. Going to college because you want to be a doctor, you're very passionate about becoming a doctor, but you know, you have to go to college and that's not something you're really looking forward to. That's different. But when you're people pleasing through manifestation, that's when it becomes problematic. So you don't want to do that. You want to stick with what your inner knowing is and what your own roadmap is for your own journey. And that's why having your intuition be part of the game is so, so, so very important or else your manifestations kind of go off the rails and become something else. And before you know it, you're manifesting things like bad relationships, interactions with people that aren't positive, a negative outlook on life, all kinds of things like that. It might even affect your health, all kinds of things. So there you have it. My two strong manifesting tools that aren't often talked about. Let your intuition be your guide and positively daydream. 
will really help you to hone your manifestations into something that is what you really, really, really want. And while it's also really great tools to add to the toolbox you already have on manifesting, because especially if you aren't a meditator, daydreaming is like self-guided meditation. You are guiding the story, the meditation, the daydream. And if you're having problems meditating during manifestation, daydream is a really great place to go. And again, I will create a companion daydream guide for you and link it at the end of this video or release it at the same time as this podcast. I don't quite know what to call it because it's not a meditation. It's more of a guided daydream. That's what I'll, that's what I'll uh, release with this podcast. So that's it. Happiness is really important and finding joy in simple daydream will make everything better. I promise. So know that I love you and know that I support you and I'll see you in the next one.